I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We coming to eighth time. They get the work in, man. Let go. Now, okay, Ben. Okay. I that's like Damian that. Pierce. Yeah. I know that voice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a voice that's going to be around for a while. I don't think sh- we need right. to worry about that one. What? He's a running back, so he's going to be around for at least a couple of years. Longer yeah. than Lovey. Yeah. Longer yeah, than Lovey. Yeah. For those who don't know, for those, oh. for those who aren't up at 6 o'clock, um, because there's a lot of you. We have an open to the show. That open you hear where it's presenting the show, we, at 6 o'clock, Seth and I had the cut of Lovey walking into the building during training camp saying, good morning, H-Town, time to go to work. And Ben yeah. Gary, our producer, took creative license and deleted it from there the same way the Texans deleted Lovey from the Rolodex over at NRG Stadium earlier this week. But Ben redeemed himself. Because I like that lovey cut. It kind of gets me ready for the day. But I understand Ben's thinking behind that. But you replace it. Play it one more time, Ben. I want to hear that again. All right. Let's hear it. Presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We're coming to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Let's go. All right. I like that. All right. Good job, Ben. Little Damian Pierce in the intro. Yeah. Little Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, um... Who, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like any coach who comes in is going to feel like Damian Pierce is the right kind of guy. At least from whatever we've seen of him, he seems like a, like everything you want in a football player. You know, I you know what they need to. What I would like to hear is them position Damian Pierce the same way that they were positioning all these major assets uh, that the team has when they're kind of selling. Because you heard Cal said it yesterday. You know, when he's talking about the job and hiring a coach, and he's talking about the general enthusiasm around the, the opening, and he says we got a lot of draft picks. We got salary cap space, and we've got Damian Pierce. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear him mention Damian Pierce. I don't want to hear young pieces. I just want to hear Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce has that quality in a different way. He's got a much different personality than D'Amico Ryans or Aaron Glenn, two guys who uh, are both uh, being considered as potential coaches for the Texans. D'Amico, they've actually put in a request to talk to D'Amico. Aaron Glenn, I've seen mentioned. I'm not sure how official that is or not. Um, 
Those guys have much more um, um, low-key personalities than Damian Pierce. Not many people are as uh, like Broadway-ready as Damian Pierce. But I think both those guys are guys that, like, if I had a, if I had a son – that's how I would want them to conduct themselves as football players. That's how I always, I've always, as a player, I've always like found guys on teams that I've been on where I'm like, gosh, I wish I could be like exactly like that dude when it comes to professionalism and just like maturity, I guess. I always worked my butt off, but I wasn't as mature as D'Amico, who's 10 years younger than me, or Aaron Glenn, who is my age, but always felt like he was 10 years older than me. Um, those guys are just like, they're the right kinds of guys. So like different personalities, but Damian Pierce, uh, Aaron Glenn, D'Amico Ryan's the right kind of dudes you want on your football team. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. So Nick Casario held a press conference yesterday. Um, went about a half hour with the media. I was about to say went 15 rounds with the media and that's what it felt like at the end. It did feel at times like a bit of a prize fight, although Nick was not contentious at all um with that I do feel like he was getting he was getting asked a lot of questions that have probably been brewing for a while for a lot of folks uh about Nick's job security this has not been a good team the last two years and he's the general manager of it Seth and I have kind of laid out the comparison between the GM job and the head coach job we'll we'll get to Nick's exact words on on where he feels he's at with his job a little later on in the show this was though this is the last question of the press conference so you've got a press conference that had gone on for about a half hour, and I thought Nick Casario had been very um, fairly asked a lot of tough questions. Like, I don't think he was asked anything that was out of bounds, to be sure. Um, and then came this question at the very end, and I don't even know if this qualifies as a question or a dude trying to get in as many one-liners as he could. Nick, you stated a lot of words out of what can you say to assuage the poppers that y'all know what y'all doing? Because at the end of the day, this is a trifecta. And right now, I want to go to Las Vegas with you and doing nothing. I've never gambled in my life, so I've been to Vegas once and played the slot machine once. So the only thing I can say is I'm committed to trying to do the best I can for the organization. We're disappointed with where we are. We're disappointed that we've gotten to this point. My responsibility in my job is, since I arrived here is to evaluate everything thoroughly from a football operations standpoint. Have we gotten everything right? No, absolutely not. I'm not going to sit here and say that we've gotten any, everything right. I think there's some things that we made some progress. I think we've added some decent young players to the team. We try to put ourselves in a position where we have an opportunity here whether it's draft capital, salary cap, free agency acquisitions, player acquisitions, and they're players that want to be here. So I think they believe in some of the things that we're trying to do. They believe in what we're trying to create. Has it come to fruition as of yet? It has not, but I think we're moving in the right direction. We have a lot of work in front of us, and you know I'm going to be here as long as I can to try to see it all the way through, and that's my commitment to the people in this room. That's my commitment to the people in this building, and that's the only thing that I really know how to do. Okay, so that, that was the answer, and that was the answer to a few of the questions. Well, yeah. Just real, real quick, just ben, ben, play the question itself one more time. Take a listen. He gets asked about Nick gets asked about word salad, and you're trying to complete a trifecta. And I wouldn't go to Vegas with you to something or other here. Nick, you stated a lot of word salad. Bottom line, what can you say to assuage the poppers that y'all know what y'all doing? Because at the end of the day, this is a trifecta, and right now I want to go to Las Vegas with you and doing nothing. <laughs> So at the end of the day, this is a trifecta, and right now I wouldn't um, do what? I wouldn't go to Las Vegas with you for nothing. 
I wouldn't go to Las Vegas with you for nothing. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not a question. That's uh, I guess it was a question at the beginning, and then it was just a flat out insult at the end. Yeah. Um, I do think I think that it, I was thinking about this during the press conference because Casario answered that without seemingly really getting ruffled or anything. Some of these um, questions are absolutely ridiculous. Okay, he that was he yeah, didn't say that. He was talking about the combine when he said that. Then. <laughs> so. I think that the the thing about Casario is that he is I wh- a lot of what I like in a general manager, which is a more analytical, less emotional guy. When it comes to giving you know super motivational pep talk type of answers, or you know stand up and tell me exactly why you're the guy for the job, it's that's not his personality, and that's why you have a general manager who's separate from the head coach. I think a lot of times the 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 best guy as a general manager is the guy the guy that can't give the good uh, big emotional pep talks or sales pitches is the guy that also can make more calm, cool, and collected decisions. So that's why you hire a guy that's got more of the, the head coach attributes. I think that – so like whenever you ask Casario or a lot of GMs, hey, how come you're the right guy for the job? They're going to give you a lot of whether you want to call it word salad or, or what have you. Um, they're going to give you answers like that, So which I – I guess, you know, where Nick gets in trouble sometimes with people in their minds, I think, is that he says things that are true, um, but they're not headline-grabbing. And 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 people don't like that. I, like, you know, he said something yesterday that every time I say it myself, I kind of cringe because I know it's not what people want to hear, but it's true. It's never just one thing. You know, like in sports talk especially, people want love for it to be one thing. Here's the one thing that will fix baseball. Here's the one reason the Texans can't score in the red zone. Here's the one thing, the one thing, the one thing. When everything's really bad, there's multiple issues at hand. And um, people people hate complexity and people hate nuance and they hate all those things. So I think he gets accused of word salad a lot of times when it's really just him trying to be – as honest as possible. And I'm not saying, and that's not me, you know, claiming that he's done everything awesome or anything. It's just that that's, it's always more complicated than people want the sound bites to be. I think to your point about personality, I would be nervous if I had a GM that was a hellfire and brimstone GM. I'd be nervous if I had a GM <laughs> that was up there sounding a little bit delusional about how good things are or, um, or what they can accomplish this off season. Yeah. I do want my general manager to be a little more analytical, um, factual, <laughs> you know, as opposed to as opposed to delusional. So I don't yeah, I don't have a big problem at all with the uh you know, with Nick's well, tone or his demeanor, okay. you know, when it No, and the other problem too is honestly, like if you're characterizing this as hey, he's had two <laughs> chances at hiring coaches it's disingenuous. I'll say another thing, too. If you're lumping Romeo Cornell in as one of the Texans' previous five coaches, you're full of crap. Like, that's just – that's just you're acting like you've never watched football before. You're calling an interim coach one of the most re- – people talk about, like, well, he fired – Shannon Sharp said that yesterday. He did Romeo Cornell wrong. What the hell are you talking about? Like, does, it, does Shannon Sharp even understand or realize that Romeo Cornell was an interim coach? Because nobody – that's not the way – Interim coaches in the NFL are treated or discussed as like one of the previous head coaches. Those interim coaches, it's a, the exception when they are retained, and usually a huge mistake when they're retained as an interim head coach. So, um, like to act like 
this hire is the same as the previous two hires, the first of which I'm much more critical of the David Culley hire than I am of the Lovey Smith hire. The Lovey Smith hire, it's a it's basically an acknowledgement of how screwed up everything was up to that point. The David Culley hire was part of everything being messed up. And I like if you want to like if you want to insert race into it, especially, the David Culley hire has all the optics of, well, Deshaun's unhappy with uh, the situation, and gosh, it seems like he might want a black coach, uh, but but we don't like Eric Bieniemy or these guys, so we'll give him. We'll just we'll we'll hire uh, this black coach, and maybe that'll make him happy. That's <laughs> like a, it's like a yeah. complete just typecasting in your hiring. That's the optics of it. Yeah, like, and that's that's a really really bad way to go about it. Um, whether that's the case or not, I just can't figure out why the hell David Kelly was ever hired. It was ridiculous. So, I, like, but to act like somehow this hire right now, after the Texans have had Deshaun Watson on the roster, either demanding a trade or demanding a trade while being accused of sexual misconduct by two dozen women, that that's somehow the same as this hire, you're, you're lying. You're just lying. You're being dishonest to yourself. You're misrepresenting the situation. It's, it's Bowie, and you're presenting yourself as clueless. It's ridiculous. Uh, trailer Wheel and Frame text page, 713-572-4610. Before I read the text, we should mention Cliff Kingsbury was fired yesterday by the Arizona Cardinals. So we're at five openings right now. Here's what the text says. So basically, DeAndre Hopkins got Cliff Kingsbury fired by being on PEDs and missing part of the season. Easterby and O'Brien were right. Not a high-character guy, DeAndre Mm. Hopkins. Yeah, I forgot all those Super Bowl championship teams that have nothing but high-character guys. (laughs) um, Go ahead and – hold on. Oh, oh, the container I keep those in is empty, I guess. Uh, There was (laughs) – yeah, take your Boy Scouts and go camping, you little bastard. Get out of my text line with this talk of your high character. I don't give a damn. Just uh, well, I do give a damn about character, but there's always like you got to make exceptions sometimes for talent. That's all. It, it is. Yeah. It is funny, you know. For, hop, put Hopkins aside for a second, because you can, the Hopkins trade sucked. I, I, I'm assuming texture. You're being tongue in cheek. Now, the Clowney trade um, sucked at the time, but we didn't get to this yesterday because we had a short show. By the way, we're back yeah. to four hour. Monday shows starting next week, for those asking. So Seth and I are back to 6 to 10 a.m. on Mondays next week. Um, these clowny quotes from Cleveland this weekend were pretty awesome, <laughs> where he says he's 95% sure he won't be. He was sent home, basically, this weekend because he started talking trash about the team in Cleveland. He's got two sacks this year, by the way. He yeah. says, 95% sure I won't be back, but there's still that 5%. You never know what can happen. But he went on to say, I just feel like I need to be around somebody that believes in me and my ability. It can't just be me believing in myself. I believe in myself more than anybody, end quote. Yeah, he was upset that Miles Garrett was being positioned over the weakest uh, pass protector. You know, something that teams do more and more these days because it's best to have your best pass rusher, who is 100% Miles Garrett and not Jadeveon Clowney, over the weaker offensive tackle. Um, and then Clowney, you know, like conveniently, at least in the article, didn't mention that, you know, as they're doing that, you're also creating one-on-one matchups for Jadeveon Clowney because they're, they're going to slide protection towards Miles Garrett. It's just, um, it was a really, really, really weird 
thing for Clowney to say with one week left in the in the season for a guy that the rest of his career is going to be taking one year deals to places that just maybe you like want to pair him up with a guy like Miles Garrett. It was a really really strange move for Clowney, who we know his kind of sometimes I just been a little too loose in his conversations with media members to his own detriment. Well, like, he says stuff that he doesn't need to say uh, for God knows what reason, just because I think like he, he, some switch goes off in his head. Reading this article is really funny to me because we talked a lot about JJ Watt last week. You and I did and everybody did because he retired or he announced his retirement. He's retired now. And one of the things you brought up, and if I'm mischaracterizing this, then just cut me off. But, um, but I, you said, that there were defensive linemen on the Texans that privately at least got a little perturbed because J.J. would break the huddle and line up over the, the weakest link. Uh, no, I never said that. Oh, okay. I thought somebody – maybe it wasn't you then. I, somebody said that okay. to me. Um, I mean, I said, I said in general there's like jockeying around and everything. Like on defensive lines, there's always – like uh, the veteran players or guys like kind of just arguing over where to line up. But okay. Not, yeah, I didn't – Okay. Yeah, I, 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 thought, I thought if it wasn't you – I. I had in my mind somebody told me that there were Texans that were a little annoyed by that, knowing that it was J.J. Watt doing it. They didn't say anything. I thought it was funny uh, that here's Clowney, who's going public with it now, saying, yeah, they're trying to get Garrett into the Hall of Fame when all that matters is winning. Like, Clowney's yeah, saying yeah, it publicly. Which, but that's where Clowney, though, too, is always just, like, a little out of touch with, like, exactly the way things work. No, like, they're not specifically trying to get Miles Garrett into the Hall of Fame by that strategy. They're trying to get the best pass rush possible, which right. is all about winning. So, yeah, and that also does end up giving Miles Garrett all those extra sacks. Clowney's never been good at actually getting the quarterback on the ground. Like, right. does he not realize that about himself now? No, it's just, clearly he doesn't. He's good at winning blocks, but he doesn't get – not to mention back when he was here – we moved him all over the place trying to get him over guards. You know, they lined him up off the line of scrimmage. So he, his contention was that he was cool with it when he was younger and they were doing it with J.J. because he was the young guy and J.J. was already established. But now that Clowney's a veteran, he shouldn't be treated like that. What he doesn't realize is he's actually at that veteran status where now he needs to be cool with just coming in and – and taking the snaps they give them, and yeah. like, and being Bro, a pass rusher, it's a pretty cushy job. You're man. you're more of a second class citizen now than you were when you were playing with JJ Watt back yeah. on your rookie contract. <laughs> Miles Garrett had a good quote. He said, "We want volunteers, not hostages." Uh, when they asked if he would uh, accept accept Clowney back to the team, yeah, and dude. he didn't say no, but he said, "We want volunteers, not hostages." Well, Miles Garrett had to be like, "Okay, this guy's creating all sorts of questions for me now." You know, like, with his right, quotes, right, you know, yeah. like, why am I getting asked about this? You know, like, it's, it's like, does he have to just Miles Garrett have to get up there and be like, well, I mean, honestly, I'm just a better pass rusher than Clowney. And yeah, that's the way that's the way a lot of teams do it now. It's not it's not just the, the Browns trying to get Miles Garrett in the Hall of Fame. It's defense is realizing, OK, wait a second. We can just waste our best pass rusher like a, an offensive line's. If their best offensive lineman is a left tackle, the weakness there is that you have to keep your best offensive lineman in the same spot all the time for the most part because it's just the way offensive linemen work. Um, whereas with your best pass rusher, they are usually way more ambidextrous than that and can line up all over the place. So it's a waste to just have a stalemate between two of your best players when you can go and affect their offensive line, just crush them. It would be like yeah. if, you're, if you're like a general – 
And you're like, where should we attack the enemy? How about where they're strongest? Yeah. Let's just go right up. Let's take our best regiment and put it right up against their best regiment. Like, look, I didn't go to West Point, but I know that's not the way it works. Yes. You try to find the weaknesses. What's been the characteristic that's won every war since the beginning of uh, mankind? Bravado. Hubris. <laughs> Throwing your, <laughs> wasting all your best assets yes. against all their best assets immediately. Hubris <laughs> wins in the end, yes. Dude, that's what happened in World War One, Sean. Real quick history lesson. Uh, like, people didn't understand the power of the machine gun. So in the first waves of World War One. It was like all these old school tactics of bravery and everything. We're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna charge the enemy. It was yeah, yeah. And then meanwhile, you got you got generals twenty miles back. We're like, what are these cowards doing? Yeah, not not running into death. So then you ended up. So then, so then, so the for the first couple of years of World War One, it was all the Europeans figured out. Oh, here's the deal. This sucks. Um, it's just suicide to run into. So so they that's when they got they they got entrenched. Literally, mm-hmm. and they were just sitting there in trenches, staring at each other. Yep. And then the Americans come over, and we don't read the paper, so we're like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> let's go get these these Germans!" And they they they, they ran into the machine guns. That's craziness. So uh, so that's we say all that to say, Clowny will learn. Clowny will learn. Yeah, <laughs> Clowny's out there. <laughs> Clowny is uh, a World War One doughboy who's like, "What's everybody waiting for?" It's that noise. Nick Casario under siege yesterday at his press conference. Uh, what is the mood right now for the Texans' general manager heading into this all-important off-season and coaching search? You'll hear from him next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 